Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. It's time to go inside the Ram Horns here on AWOD Radio, and this segment is presented by the Red Door Guys. Love the Red Door Guys. They're huge supporters of VCU Athletics. And they are the sponsor of Inside the Ramhorns here on AWOD Radio as VCU gets a 23-point victory thanks to 40 second-half points and holding Radford to 17. They come away with a 73-50 win. And joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline is Zach Joaquin from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. What's going on, Zach? Adam, what's up, man? Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. I hope you enjoyed the victory beer. I did, man, and uh, it feels good to get a win. I was definitely nervous at halftime, so what do you think was the difference in the second half? It started defensively, right? I mean, I think, it, it, and it started in the first five, seven minutes or so to end that first half. I think Radford's largest lead was 31-22, um, and it felt much like the beginning of the McNeese State and Sanford games, didn't it? Over that, that first 10 to 15 minutes, I think a new group, you know, playing in front of fans that they really want to impress and, and, and please are dealing with some nerves out of the gates early in games. Um, you get down double-digit points to both McNeese and Samford, um, and they were able to recover in that second game, not in the first game. The hole didn't get nearly as dire this time, though. It was only nine points, and it felt like they were within arm's reach the entire time. And then you just started stringing stops together, and Ryan in the post-game press conference talked about the drill that they do, and, and you have to get multiple stops in order to get an offensive opportunity. And so that's the mentality that they collectively play with. Um, and you just started compiling and racking up stops one after the other, and you're able to get momentum going that way in an offensive rhythm because you're getting opportunity after opportunity. And I think it was, it was the attention to Giles as well, right? Kenyon Giles, the guard for Radford, um, who was just hitting tough shot after tough shot early in that game. And I think Jason Nelson and Zeb Jackson kind of took it upon themselves to lock him down and not give him as many open looks. And, and, and that really turned the game around. And then BCU started hitting big shots, man. They found an offensive rhythm. Um, Jason got hot and confident from outside, ended up hitting four or five three-point attempts, and Zeb hit the big one before halftime to make it feel, you know, it was 33-33 at the break, but it really felt like BCU should be on top um, and was primed to, to go on the, on the 16-3 run that they did to begin that second half to create some distance there. Zach, what I love about Coach Ryan Odom so far in this young season is that he's so transparent and he's so open with his players. He mentioned, and even Zeb talked about that, he had two turnovers to start the game. That's unacceptable. He took him out and he screamed at him, and then he went back in and was a difference maker throughout the rest of the game. And so I love that transparency from Coach Odom. And Zeb ends up with the 32 over plus minus, which is a wild number. And then a team high five assists too. And I think it was, I think it was you that, that asked that it may have been Matt um, who asked Zeb this in the post game press conference, you know, with, with losing so much of your roster last year, but primarily ACE, you know, who was your, your floor general and your distributor. Zeb certainly seems to have taken on yeah. the captaincy, you know, from an, from an intangible standpoint off the court, but also on the court, just from a directing the offense and, and setting his teammates up standpoint. Um, and he's really taken on that responsibility and ran with it, man. How great has it been to see that kid grow um, early in the year from a leadership standpoint? He's interacting with the fans a lot on the court. Everyone saw the tweet, you know, giving a huge shout-out to the fans. I believe it was after the Sanford game 
you know, over the weekend. Um, and he has become the voice and, and the talisman for this team. And so when he makes mistakes early on, you know, when your leader makes a couple of those mistakes, it, it, it compounds itself. It's more important than if a role player, you know, makes a couple of mistakes early on. You feel like you can collectively get over that. But I think Ryan got so upset with Zeb after that moment because you can't have your leader making those mistakes early on because everyone else was going to follow suit. And, and Zeb buttoned it up, man, and, and, and got it together and played an outstanding game, and everyone else followed his lead. Zach Joaquin, Zach Joaquin with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. He is the VCU Athletics beat writer for the Richmond Times-Dispatch. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio. Always available on the go in the Odyssey app. And if you rewind to 12:15, you'll hear my recap of the VCU victory, including my post-game conversation, the leading scorer chat with Jason Nelson. And, um, Zach, I mean, how impressive has Jay Nell been this season? Man, he's been amazing. And I, I, I wrote about the kind of the hometown feel a lot in my story after the game because when, when Jason makes a bucket, when Facts makes a bucket, Rose hasn't had much of a chance early on to contribute, but he's certainly in this group. The, the Seagull Center gets extra excited you know, when a, when a Richmond area kid is contributing in the black and gold, and you could feel that excitement when Jason started to get hot last night. It's like, it's like when Toby gets going downhill and, and gets ready for a dunk. You know, there's just a little bit of an extra um, anticipation around it. Everyone loves rooting for Jason, and obviously, you know, the added storyline of him coming over from Richmond uh, certainly adds to that. Um, man, just seeing him grow in confidence as a scorer, he's always been a great ball handler um, and a floor general who's going to set his teammates up and, and, and make the right decisions. But for his outside shot to be hitting like it is right now, and it, it took a couple games into the year, right? I think we saw it in the Martell exhibition and in the black and gold game, and then he didn't make a three for the first couple of games of the year. And I think maybe a little bit of that was what we've already touched on collectively with this group, which is just nerves, which is just wanting, you know, so much to succeed early on when you've got a lot of anticipation going into this year and such a new group. And he's really settled in. And you could see, I think, when, when that first one went in, his eyes just lit up and, and the confidence. He was brimming with confidence for the rest of that game. But, man, I think that he made Sports Center top ten. I believe, right? I was just looking at that earlier on Twitter, too. I think he was number 10 with a, with a steal, um, and then the transition lobbed to Toby when Toby just bumped his head on the rafters. Um, <laughs> everyone loves watching that guy get up. And so, man, Jason has certainly become, you know, a, a big leader in the spirit of this team. And, again, his defensive presence as well was huge. So many of his steals, it seems like, come in transition. And he and Zeb both love taking on that responsibility of guarding the other primary guard on the other team that's going to run their offense. And they did a wonderful job on Giles, particularly in that second half. And you mentioned confidence. I mean, there's so many guys on this team that have so much potential when they start gaining their confidence. And one of those guys is Toby Lawall, who in 17 minutes last night had his first career double-double with 12 points and 10 rebounds. And there was a point in the second half where Radford could not stop him. He was catching the ball on the baseline or behind the three-point line and just taking a few dribbles to the basket or or even backing a guy down and just using his size to jump over people. There was a play in which he shot a hook shot, missed it, grabbed his own rebound, and then was fouled. He hit 6 of 10 from the free throw line. I mean, this guy, you know, what did, they, what did Michael Jordan say? Like, the sky is the ceiling, right? I mean, Toby <laughs> LaWall could be so good the more he gains confidence, man. I, I believe it was the ceiling is the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the MJ comment, yeah, that was that was the best. No, but I mean, uh, Toby seems to hit his head on the ceiling 
you know, on a, on a regular basis on a lot of those lobs. We all saw the, what was it, a 50-inch vertical over the offseason, you know, that VCU basketball released the video of and everyone was going crazy about. And I think he, there's a psychological element to his athleticism. Uh, it's demoralizing for other teams. When you have a series like that, if you're, if you're Radford and, and Toby's just, you know, being a better athlete than all of the other bigs down there and, and going up and getting balls that they can't get, that's, that's demoralizing when you've got a guy like that who can bring an arena to its feet with the rim rocking dunks and who can have a series like that where it feels like you just got no answer for him. And in particularly in that series in the second half there, I think like eight of those free throws might've been consecutive. It was at least six that it was like three or four possessions in the row where he just went, kept going back to the line. Um, and they just had no answer for him. And we heard so much in the off season about him developing the outside game and the jump shot. And that's maybe coming along slowly. He took one, three, and I thought the release looked pretty good. And if he can just make his defenders be honest, you know, it, like last year, Nick Kern, right? Nick Kern was so great at, at putting his head down and getting to the rim. And defenders were just playing so far off of him and just leaving him on the perimeter. But it didn't matter because Nick was such a great driver. I think Toby's getting to that point where, I mean, defenders, if they have to be honest and can't leave him out on the perimeter and have to come out and put a hand up when, when he's looking to take a jump shot, then he's going to beat a lot of guys. Um, on cuts like he did last night and just be able to use his athleticism in the paint to live on the boards, um, crash the glass, and, and get put back opportunities and get to the line when he's committed to, as, as he said, assaulting the rim. Uh, I think he said it a few times in the post-game press conference, so that's been a huge emphasis for Ryan. And there's nobody on this team better than doing that, better at doing that than Toby. Um, we've seen, I think he's been kind of the center, uh, right, in that first game they took 36 threes. And everyone's takeaway after that was maybe that's a little too much for this group. And in the last couple of games, they've really committed to assaulting the rim, right? And I think that Toby and Zeb have been kind of the heart of that. Zeb's been still making some big threes, but, but putting his head down, getting to the rim, using his quickness. He's probably the best driver off the dribble that this team has. And then Toby using his athleticism to put his head down, to go live in the paint to commit to the dirty work, you know, the, the, the ones where you might not be able to, to sink it, but you get to the line um, and you contribute for your team. Then he's really committed to, as he said, and as Ryan said, assaulting the rim. And that has collectively helped this team play more inside out. As Ryan and Zeb have both said, their offense is better when they do that. It's a good 23-point victory for the Rams. Incredible second half. And I always talk about how enjoyable a press conference is after a win. But, Zach, <laughs> we buried the lead now, so we need to get to the story of the postgame press conference in which Ryan Odom roasted you, and then I took a stray along the way. I'll let you try to explain to the audience uh, what happened. It's my fault that, that, that you took a stray. I was trying to give you credit for, for the observation. I thought it was a good observation, and I think you asked Deb about it. Right when when the players were out there, because Dev played in that game last year, right? He was he was on that team. VCU beat Radford. I think it was by eight last year. Virtually the same Radford team on the same floor, and and we all know it's really difficult to compare results across seasons, and you can only draw so much from that. But I think it's 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 virtually the same Radford team at the same arena, and this VCU team beat them by twenty three points. It's tough not to look at that and and be encouraged by that. Um, and so we asked Ryan about that, and Ryan kind of kind of roasted me in that moment and said it doesn't mean anything you can't you can't compare results across seasons like that you know the, the a10 champs beat them by eight here last year so what you know it's it, i i know it's the same radford team and and ryan i appreciated it after we all had kind of a good laugh at the beginning got to the root of the question which is that radford's a good basketball team 
man, that's a team that's, that's going to compete at the top of its conference. Um, and after it felt like VCU was fighting a bit of an uphill battle in those first two games of the year, right, really had to recover from the early deficit, even though you win the Sanford game by double digits. This felt kind of like the coming out party a little bit, I think, where this team settled down, took a deep breath, and gained its confidence. Um, and I think that you can certainly ride that momentum forward, hopefully into a, into a winning streak here. And, and that was the root of the question, which is that Radford's a good basketball team, right, that, that pushed last year's A-10 champs with virtually the same personnel that I believe was leading North Carolina by a point earlier this year in Chapel Hill. So that, that's 23 points over that Radford team is not a victory to sniff at. This is definitely something that VCU can build on. And that was the root of the question, even though, Ryan, uh, we, we all had a good laugh. Because he's absolutely right. You can't compare results of the, across seasons like that. And it's, it, it's never one-to-one. But point being, this is certainly a result of this VCU team can draw confidence from and, and hopefully ride it to a wave of momentum that carries through from Seattle uh, into a stacked field in Orlando for them to be able to, to come out of Orlando with a win or two is going to be huge. All right, Zach, that's your version of what happened. Let me explain <laughs> my version here, all right? So Awad asked an incredible question to Zeb Jackson. <laughs> it's thought-provoking, and Zeb's like, yeah, you know what? It does give me a lot of confidence to know that we – beat the same Radford team last year by only eight points and this year by 23. And he said, in fact, I did watch that game last year to prepare for this game. And then you said to Ryan Odom, oh, yeah, Adam asked Zeb Jackson this. And he goes, well, that's a stupid question by Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Zeb gave you such a great response, man. I was hoping I was going to get the same Ryan. Ryan cut you off before you finished the question. You were like, oh, yeah, yeah, Awad asked this earlier. And he goes, Awad? I'm not answering his dumb question. (laughs) (laughs) Man, if Zeb watched the game, I was hoping Ryan might have too. But apparently that was not the case. Yeah, no. All right, great stuff, man. I appreciate it. Adam, you're the best. Thank you so much for having me on, man. Yep, that's Zach Joaquin. Follow him on social media and read his work at richmond.com. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. So, Stub, RTD, the Richmond Times-Dispatch, they have a food critic by the name of Justin Lowe. And I love reading his work. He's got a new article out today. Stop. I've been trying my hardest to hunt him down and bring him on the show. He might be the busiest food critic of all time. But we have an in now, right? Can you get the Michael Phillips? Maybe. The, the connection the there? The connection there? Yeah. Uh, uh, let's work on it. You know what? I'm going to put you on that task, okay. all right? <laughs> Maybe you can try to book him, but I love his work so much. So his most recent article is the lead story here on Dude Food. We're not responsible for the content of this program or anything we say when we're really hungry. Where's my food? Dude, where's my food? The most delicious food you've ever tasted. Yes! How can he piss off a flip flop? He loves food. Dude, food. So Michael Phillips always says he's beating the drum for JMU. Every single week he's beating the drum for JMU, talking about them that their football team. Uh, well, I want to keep beating the drum that Richmond is the burger capital of America. Like, we don't talk about that enough. We're talking about America. We're talking about the entire country. Richmond, Virginia, the burger capital. That's crazy. It's awesome. That's a, that's a hard thing to get. So Justin Lowe from RTD reviewed my favorite burger, Easy Burger, which is the combination of 
ardent and ZZQ in the heart of Scott's edition. And I love his first quote. It's a friggin' awesome burger. And I, I love it so much. And so I'm, I'm not surprised that he's hyping it up. But listen to this, all right? So they're so, like, determined to make sure they're creating the perfect burger at Easy Burger that, number one, it must come. Give us a ding for this. It must come on a shiny La Bella Vita bun. And I will tell you, their bun is delicious. Number two, it must be precisely 5.3 ounces of dry-aged Black Angus beef. And it must use an 80-20 blend of chuck short rib and just like anything ZZQ related, brisket. And uh, here's the best thing about this. And this is this is a tip for all you burger fans out there. Okay. Everybody talks about a smash burger, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, give me a burger. Smash it, right? I'm going to eat this. I'm going to smash this burger. There's even a restaurant called Smash Burger. Uh -huh. That's not how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to gently press the burger. So that's what they do. Not a full-bone smash burger, just a gently press. And because of that, they say it yields a beefier physique. And it, it's my favorite burger in Richmond. And You anyone, have to try it, stuff. Anyone that starts bringing math into their cooking recipe, yeah. I trust them. Right. 5.3 ounces, 80 to 20 like, blend. <laughs> I, I trust that. Yeah. I, I trust that. Do you have so. a favorite burger in town right now? I, I haven't been doing a lot of burgers recently. Really? Yeah, I've what, been trying, is, to, been trying you... to do more chicken. Really? You know, trying to be, yeah. What are you, Chick-fil-A? <laughs> no, not like that. You know, like chicken sandwiches kind of thing. I've been uh -huh. New York Deli's got a good chicken sandwich. Really? Is it fried oh, or is yeah. it grilled? Uh, either. You can choose. Which, which I got it grilled. Okay. Well, actually, no. I ordered Were you watching your calories? Well, I, I ordered you just graduated college, man. <laughs> I ordered Your metabolism hasn't slowed down yet. And then they yet. brought me out a fried one, oh. so I said, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was good. It, yeah. It, it, um, I had Izzy's Kitchen. They had a burger that I really liked. Izzy Kitchen. Izzy's right? Kitchen. I don't it's, know it's right next to Bandito's. Oh, you know what? You stick in that little triangle. <laughs> I do. Really... It's, it's walking distance. <laughs> <laughs> That's my triangle. I love that. All right. What did you want to bring up on Dude Food today? Uh, there's a new Dr. Pepper flavor. Okay. And it doesn't look good. Because really? it's 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 Dr. Pepper hot take. What? You know, like a like a sports hot take. Uh, yeah. And it's, and oh, it's, they're all in on the sports bit. Yeah, and it's spicy. Did Whoa. you have it's the spicy? It's spicy? Did you have the so Mountain out, Dew so flaming so hot? No, and I have Terrible. a thing. I Terrible. do not like spicy liquids. Nope. Unless I'm putting them like I like a hot sauce or Tabasco yeah, yeah. put on I'm my not, food. I can't I don't handle it. No, I don't want to drink it. Like um, my friend likes a spicy margarita. I tried it. I wanted to vomit. Yeah, it, I've had spicy coffee. Right. I uh, had a friend. Another people mm -mm. do. Uh, no what way. Do, what do they call it? The tomato based drink. Oh, the, the the Shirley. No, not a Shirley. No, no, no. Oh, what a is Bloody that? Mary? Bloody Mary. Yeah, disgusting. my friend it likes a spicy disgusting. Bloody Mary. Ugh, can't Why do would it. I get an alcoholic drink with a celery stick So in Dr. It? Pepper, that was invented in the 1880s, is trying to rewrite history right now and come I, up with a spicy I, drink? I won't be trying it. No, me I will not be And I usually, I like to try a new specialty soda. I like to. Yeah, and you really are into soda. <laughs> I am. I am into soda. And, and, and I'm, I'm taking this because I, I heard the junkies talk about this last week. Uh -huh. Dr. Pepper has bad specialty flavors. Yeah. They, they have cherry and vanilla. Like, this is what they were talking about. It's just flavors that Dr. Pepper already is. And I've always said Dr. Pepper survived, but the better drink was Mr. Pibb. What? You never had Mr. No, Pibb? No, I've had Mr. Pibb. You I, didn't this, think it was better than Dr. Pepper? This is the worst take I've ever heard. Oh, my God. Pibb? You're the only Pib person extra. who's ever said this. Pibb Extra you're was the bullet. only person with this opinion. Oh, my God. You didn't grow up in the 90s. You're, you're still a child. <laughs> I saw I saw this story online from our friends at Tasting Table that um, reminded me of you. Okay. So we know Taco Bell has brought back nacho fries. 
Did you hear about their newest variation? Yes, I did. You, of course you did. <laughs> You're spoiling it. The grilled cheese nacho fries. Anything that Taco Bell makes that doesn't have ground beef in it is fantastic. <laughs> and the problem is that's 90% of the menu. But <laughs> have you already tried the grilled cheese nacho no, fries? No. I got Wendy's yesterday. I hadn't had fast food in like two weeks. I got some Wendy's. Still mad. $6 biggie bag. No way. That's too much. Yeah. What did it, it used to be four for four? Four for four. And then the $5 biggie bag. And you can see, you know, when they I put love the, the way sticker. You call the biggie bag. Like, we all know what that it's is. It's a $5 biggie bag. It's the, the notorious okay, biggie bag. You know bag. when they have that menu and they slap a sticker on with the higher price? Yeah. Oh, makes me mad. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was, this has turned into the fast was, food foodie <laughs> review. I, all right. I want you to go to Taco Bell this weekend. All right. And okay. give us a report back on Monday. About the grilled cheese nacho fries. I can fries. do that. I can All do right. that. No, I, I know you're going to do it anyway. <laughs> All right, so now you'll be doing some homework for the show. Because you know I love to give Stubb homework. It's my favorite thing you to do. You do, and I'm not great at doing it. But you did some homework last night that I asked you to do. I did. You I checked did. out I, the I Blockbuster podcast. podcast. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you do homework, I allow you to talk on air. <laughs> <laughs> That's Hey, hey you're, you're working. You know, you're grinding. I'm grinding. I'm you're doing grinding. my football homework. Yeah. That for sure. That's my favorite part. When you came in Monday and you said, hey, I watched the Commanders game and I took notes. My, I mean, you should have seen. There was like a twinkle in my eye. <laughs> I was like, I, I finally found my producer. That's, <laughs> that's my producer, man. That's my, my guy. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We got a special guest. Joining us in studio next on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Richmond's home for the first ever play-by-play of pickleball on the radio when I participated in the 2023 Pickle Boo and Stubb, what'd you think? I, I thought our guys did pretty good on the play-by-play. I, I thought they did great. Yeah. They, they the way that he he was yelling but quiet because he was in public. <laughs> yeah. Really, you could tell that <laughs> he was embarrassed. But it was, yeah. And he had a great setup. He had the suit. And uh, I it, saw the pictures. He looked yeah. like a professional. He really did. So it was a ton of fun, and it was fun for me because I didn't strike out. You know, I thought no. I was gonna yeah. have a stinker. I thought my first tournament, I'll have nerves. Made it to the championship of the winner's bracket, lost, and then the championship of the loser's bracket. And somehow they gave me the bronze yeah, medal. Bronze isn't bad. Bronze, bronze is not bad. bad. And so I, I declared I will be back for the 2024 Pickle Boo. Uh, but while at the event, we were broadcasting live. I met a new friend, and he's with us right now in studio. The owner of Elevate Pickleball, Michael Benz. What's going on, Michael? Not much, Awad. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And uh, so you were out there at the Pickle Boo. That was a great event. It was, and I'm glad to uh, finally understand who the guy was running around in the suit with shorts on. <laughs> right, yeah. Because uh, I was wondering, and I, it just uh, just got explained. I'm yeah. sorry that I missed that play-by-play. Yeah, no, it, it was a ton of fun. And um, so I've been getting into pickleball over the last, you know, probably five or six months, but I was a hater for a long time. Oh, I know. In fact, you called into the show. Uh, the weekend that you learned, I believe. It was uh, just before Father's Day. Yeah. And I've never called a radio before, but uh, <laughs> that's how much I love pickleball. I heard you were a hater, and I was uh, ready to challenge you, and I suggested a Father's Day gift would be a great uh, an intro to pickleball would be a great Father's Day gift. Yep, and, and so I actually went and I played pickleball with my dad and my sister on Father's Day, and then you know what? I was home this past weekend for his birthday. We did the rematch, my dad and my sister against me, and I've been having so much fun, and I will admit I was wrong about pickleball. You can get great exercise. It is highly competitive, 
And it's a ton of fun, and it is blowing up here in Richmond. Absolutely. It's been blowing up. Uh, I thought I was late to the game, but I guess everybody discovered it three to four years ago. Um, it's the only exercise that I want to do multiple days a week. And yeah. It's definitely good exercise. I feel the same way. So tell us a little bit about Elevate Pickleball. Uh, just uh, trying to find a way to, to turn this passion into a, a business, um, explored a few other avenues, and then decided on a retail shop. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I get boxes of pickleball stuff at my house every week or two. Um, we do have uh, a storefront at Glenside and Staples Mill, 3991 uh, Glenside, second floor. Um, and then a second location at uh, the new indoor facility in Midlothian, Bangers and Dinks. Uh, so I like to say I have two locations. That's awesome. And so I, I always, you know, I'm confused about with pickleball, how do you know what racket is for you? So, like, if somebody visits the store, are, are you able to kind of, like, you know, watch them swing a couple times and know what, you know, what style of racket fits them? How does that work? No, I wish I wish that was the way it worked. People come to me at tournaments or in the store and, uh, you know, what paddle should I buy or what's I play with this? What's the best paddle for me? Um, I compare it to Cinderella's glass slipper, to be <laughs> honest, is how, what I say to people. Else. you got to play with some. I think that's one of the big benefits that LF8 offers is we have demos in the shop that you can come by, check out two at a time for a, a day or two, play with them, compare them. Uh, before you spend the big money on a nice paddle, uh, I feel like you should play with it. So Yeah, that's um, a good point. So if, if, if they visit the store today, what else – are, are you selling beside? Do you like? Do you have? Are there special pickleball shirts and shorts and stuff like that? I got it all. I got all the gear. Yeah, paddles, shorts, shirts, bags, uh, visors, hats, um, lead weights for your paddle, um, paddle covers. Haven't gotten into shoes yet, but hopefully that's coming in the spring. I'm hopefully glad you mentioned shirts though, because I've been going to Forest Hill a lot, and there's a group there. I've been calling them Thor and Loki on on the air. They play with their shirts off every time. I've heard about that. And, and you have heard about them. Heard Everybody about knows about the, the guys with their shirts off that are playing, and they are really good. But it's frustrating because I'm not going to take my shirt off to play pickleball. Yeah, there's no <laughs> need for skins and uh, skins and shirts <laughs> and pickleball, in my opinion. No, there's not. So you're at Bangers and Dinks, so I haven't been there yet, man. I, I want to check it out. It's an awesome spot. Eight indoor courts. Um, you can do memberships that are pretty affordable if you'd like to play a lot. You know, At least one, one day a week would pay for it probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but 12 bucks, you can go in and play all day. Uh, we've got demo paddles in there that you can try. It's a good place to go try different uh, different paddles if that's what you're trying to do. Yeah, that's um, awesome because, I, you know, I've noticed right now it's getting dark at like 5 p.m. Yep. It's almost impossible to play outside now. So I've been really considering trying to get a membership. Yep, it's a good idea. Me too. I play every Monday night, and it's getting colder and colder. And, uh, it's you know, you always know there's people there to play. It's, sometimes it's hard to get four people or eight people out to do two courts. Uh, but you know there's always going to be people at Bangers and Dinks to play. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. And we've got the owner of Elevate Pickleball here with us in studio. It's Michael Bins. You can go check out his website, elevatepkl.com. And you mentioned you brought in a few paddles that you wanted to show off a little bit here. Yeah, two uh, hot new releases that um, Elevate's proud to have in store as well as demos. Uh, the Selkirk Lux, uh, Selkirk Power. Let me, control, let me see this. Excuse let me, me the this. Control Air Lux. See, I don't Selkirk. know if I'm into this this like slit in here. What? How does this help? Well, based on the paddle I saw you playing with at the tournament, Awad, I'm not sure you <laughs> sure what you're into. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm the bronze medalist. I, Give I, me I a little me, credit. I shouldn't say anything. You've got more hardware than I do, so I really shouldn't <laughs> say a word. No, um, but this is this is light. I it, like the way this kind of swings. And the whole is aerodynamics. Oh wow, that um, feels good. 
It's, it's the thicker a paddle gets, the more control yeah. it gives you. So that's stop. You want to bend over and see if we can work this out a little bit. <laughs> well, it does work for that too. Yeah, right. <laughs> Man, this is awesome. All right. So what's the and other? Then, uh, the other one is from Yola, uh, and just for all you pickleballers out there who are still pronouncing it wrong, it's not Yula or Hula or Jola. Or Jola or Jola. It's Yola. Yeah, and that's sort the Ben like Johns Yolo. paddle. Yep. Did this you see new... the viral video Ben Johns where what was it Which like one? a golfer Scotty Scheffler beat him in, in oh, one I point? Did, I didn't see the video. I saw that on Facebook. Or yeah. yeah. I mean, what do you think of that? Uh, Scotty Scheffler's pretty darn good at golf. Yeah. Um, I think Ben was just putting on a show for the. I, I do too. And and pickleball is one of those things where you can win one point, but can you win several? Correct. You know? Anybody can beat anybody on one point. For yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. So all right. So you saw me play a little bit. I wish I had. I did not. Oh, you get didn't to see, see you. Were, you were working the tent. No, I'm not. Because I, I thought on I was here. hoping you could give me some advice here. So maybe well, I was going to offer you some... a free lesson, but I didn't oh, really? get to see you play. All right. Well, I, I would love to take you up on that because yep. I'm committed to playing in the 2024 Pickle Boo, and I'm open to looking for some other tournaments in the area. Are, are there any you know within like 100 miles? There's one coming up uh, that I'm going to be vending at uh, down in um, Newport News at Kiln, Kiln Creek Country Club. Okay. Um, I wish I could think of the name of the tournament right now. Carlos right. is going to kill me for not remembering the name. <laughs> um, but, but you yeah. know what I noticed about the Pickle Boo that I was shocked is that people came from out of state. Like There was a guy from Arlington, Texas. There were a few professional players there. Yeah, I like to try I try to vend at tournaments, you know, the bigger tournaments, 200, all right, I'll go, 300, wow, it's going to be big. This had 591 players signed up for it when wow. I checked it. It was at two locations. It was at Short Pump or Pouncy Track. And out in Verona at the Springs, uh, so it was divided up. But next next year we'll be able to do. When you do it, it'll all be in one location because Enrico's putting those twelve more courts yeah. at that same location. So it's going to be an awesome facility. Yeah. I, I, before I let you go here, can you just speak to like the growth in Richmond? Because with your store, I mean, you're in the forefront. You've kind of seen it blow up. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely just trying to catch the wave. It it's, continues to build. Um, I've told people every circle of my friends has come together from. Kid friends to adult work friends have all overlap on the pickleball court. Um, it's just so accessible to everybody, all shapes, sizes. Um, doesn't have to be competitive, but it can be ultra competitive. Sometimes it's just fun. Uh, kids play with grandparents, uh, play with my boys every Monday night. It's just uh, fun for everybody. Are you playing singles at all or only doubles? Occasionally singles, but m- mostly doubles. Yeah. yeah. I, I, doubles is... A lot more fun and more competitive, but singles is like if I want to get drenched in sweat and get a workout. Singles is like miniature tennis. It is the, yeah, the strategies right. are the same, or the shots are the same. You know, um, singles is a lot like tennis and a much more workout than a uh, than doubles is. Well, I appreciate <clears> you <throat> stopping by, man, and thanks for listening to the show. I, it means a lot. Every that day. is Michael Benz of Elevate Pickleball. Visit his website online, elevatepkl.com. Where are you at on social media as well? Uh, Elevate Pickleball on Facebook. Elevate.pkl on Instagram. That's it right now. And people should take you up on trying to get a lesson. Absolutely. We do lessons. Uh, I did a special starting out, and it pretty much applies still. If you know you come in and buy a nice paddle uh, over $100, you know, I'll give you a free lesson uh, along with it. Or an intro set. Come in and buy an intro set with a bag and two paddles. Uh, I'll certainly go out and give you an intro lesson. No problem. Well, thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it. Thank you, AWOD. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. Final segment coming up next. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Michael Benz, a listener of the show, comes in, and he knows how to take care of me. The one thing I love is swag. Yeah, you're set up. 
Got me a nice little hoodie. Got some new pickleball balls. Premier Power Pickleball Tournament Balls. I'm going to be bringing these Ooh, out to Forest Hill to play ready. with the boys later today. People are going to be afraid of you before you even start a match. Yeah, and then how about Kat Simons? We call her K-Wad, right? K-Wad, My yeah. work wife. Came in with a couple of Panera oh. cookies. There you go, Stub. Yeah. Why don't you... You know what? I know you're hungry. Give us an on-air review you want of that an on-air cookie. Review? Yeah, okay. I want an on-air. I don't, so I don't want to... Describe what it looks like, because it looks delicious. I don't want to create a, a, a nightmare for the listeners. I don't want to mm. eat too close to the mic. No, I love that. Mm. It's really good. It's really good. This is like a second dude food. It's like a bit of a lemon. You know, yeah, lemon a little in bit there. of lemon. Mm-hmm. It's like an old school sugar cookie. I'm increasingly out on Panera's like food. <laughs> but now you're in on the cookies. Their, their bakery, yeah. never been out on. Yeah. No, I actually, you're not the only one who said that. A lot of people recently have been telling me they're out on Panera, and I don't understand. I thought that like the soup in a bread bowl has always been amazing. It's great. I love that. However, it's like... A half a portion of soup. Yeah. And it's like bre- eight yeah. bucks or something. And it's like an $8 grilled cheese. Yeah. And it's like the smallest grilled cheese you've ever seen. And note, it's just cheese and bread. <laughs> they make me mad. They make me mad because I used to love Panera. That was that was me and the family. You know, go to church on Sunday, leave, mm-hmm. go to Panera every week. It's just not, it's it's not, not doing like it anymore. It to, huh? It's just not hitting anymore. All right. Well, let's get back into sports talk here on the new Sports Radio 910. The fan has the... Four and six Washington Commanders face off against the two and eight New York Giants. It's an ugly matchup on paper, but because the play in the NFC is so down this year, Commanders at four and six are kind of right in the thick of things for that final wild card spot. Now that there's seven spots in the NFC and in the AFC, it opens it up for a team to be nine and eight, eight and nine. You know? Yeah. And and I know that they're kind of fighting the Vikings for this. Yeah. And I, I'm so in on the Vikings right now. I know. It's disappointing. I'm really in. <laughs> it is, it's unbelievable to me. Like I, I might have to consider getting you a Vikings jersey for Christmas. <laughs> but I don't even know who your favorite player would be. You can't choose Josh Dobbs. He's it, been a Viking for two days. And I've been a Viking fan for two days. <laughs> <laughs> it is wild. I mean, this was an 0-3 Vikings team. Then Kirk Cousins came back. They started winning some games. He got hurt, and they still continued rolling. They're on a five-game win streak. Uh, But like we said earlier, their schedule gets a little difficult down the stretch, all right? We don't know if the Lions are going to need to play their starters the final three weeks of the season, but their final three games are Lions, Packers, Lions. So I'm hoping the Lions are fighting for home field advantage in the NFC and need to play their guys. But I think... If the Vikings get to 10 wins, they'll be in the playoffs. If the Commanders get to 10 wins, they'll be in the playoffs. I don't think 9-8 is going to do it. I think the Vikings have an easier schedule than Washington. Uh, I would probably agree. Yeah. I mean, we have to play the Giants. That should be an easy win. Should. But then it's Cowboys <laughs> twice. It's Niners. It's Jets and Rams. And, and it might be Jets with Aaron Rodgers, like you were saying. Yeah, right. Like, aside from the Jets, I mean, the Giants, we could... We could lose every game. Yeah, but we can't get ahead of ourselves. Like you said, I predicted a three-game win streak, and then we we moved on, and, and we we're like, no, you got to take it one game at a time. You got to play the next game on your schedule, and that's this Sunday against the New York Giants. What's it going to take for the Commanders to get a win? I really believe this is the game in which the defense will show up. Like I I argued that they started playing better last week or last two weeks against the Patriots and the Seahawks, and you told me I'm crazy. 
and then the defense was giving up explosive plays. And I get they were giving up explosive plays, but they also did a better job on third downs. And that that's the thing in the NFL. If you could just get off the field on third downs, well, it doesn't matter if you gave up a 60-yard run because you're going to hold teams to field goals. That's what it takes. It's all about holding teams to field goals when they get to the red zone. They're fine. The defense is fine. I think to win on Sunday, they just need to play as good as they have the last three weeks. Right. Like they don't need to do anything different. Just Sam Howell, if he's if he just does if he doesn't, I don't know, two thirds as good as he's been doing. I think he's they been, win. He's been so impressive the last three weeks. Thirty one points in a loss against the Eagles, twenty in the win against the Patriots, twenty six including that game tying drive against the Seahawks. I mean, you were watching the game. I had so much confidence in Sam Howell to bring us down the field and tie the game. Seahawks defense is is probably top fifteen in the NFL. Sam got right by them easily, went right down the field, tied the game uh, with the touchdown pass to Deami Brown. That was such an impressive pass. But then in the back of my mind, I knew the defense would let us down. Yeah, and you're you're hoping they're mad because they lost to the Giants and got embarrassed. And, yeah. and all those post-show post interviews, they sounded mad. So this is their chance, you know. I, I think I think they well, got it. You're right. Was the Giants game the one where John Allen dropped all the F-bombs after the I think the it loss? was. Wow. Because so, it, it wouldn't have been the Eagles game because that was, you know, that a moral victory, yeah. one might say. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good point. Um, no, I thought that was I thought that the defense has played better and the offense has been so hot that like if we lose to the Giants, I do think I'll be so embarrassed I probably won't watch another game the rest of the year. I'll be screaming on, into this microphone right here to fire Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio and just let Eric Bieniemy run this show. It's Grant and Danny coming up next. I've been Adam Epstein. Thanks to Stubb for his hard work producing the show today. If you missed any of it, you can rewind on the Odyssey app or check out the podcast, Best of AWOD Radio. I'll see you guys on Friday as on Fridays we roll live from River City Roll in Scott's Edition.